healing gaze, it is your host, Kate Tokes, here with you to talk about all things cannabis, LGBTQ, and mental health related. What up, Doobie fam? Thank you for tuning in to this episode. On this episode, we speak with Isabella Deschard. She is a copyright and SEO specialist at Puff Creative. She is a social media designer, manager, creative, and just an overall awesome human within the cannabis space. I'm super stoked to share this episode. This was an amazing conversation. Again, thank you so much for tuning into this episode, past episodes and future episodes. I really appreciate your support. So I've like many people had like a very weird and long relationship with cannabis. I have my like first time I got high story when I was 16. I was, I think I was with my first boyfriend and we just smoked in his car before the movies. And it was like your typical, I was like, what is this feeling? I got all like tingly in my legs and I was like laughing through the the horror movie we were watching. (laughs) Yeah. And um, so I always, I was very curious and stuff with cannabis, but I really did not know much about it, except that it just made me feel good and laugh. (laughs) I got in trouble with my parents when I was 16 and from smoking, they caught me not in the act. It actually happened like a few weeks later, they found out I smoked and they pretty much scared me straight. (laughs) They weren't too intense, but they were like, um it made you feel like shit yeah pretty much and I was 16 and in high school so I'm like okay I get it and it just kind of put me back in a mindset of you know maybe I'm not supposed to to do that right so um it wasn't really until college that I was on my own freedom and I started exploring it more it helped me realize like that's when I started to build a relationship I had with it in a way it was helping me a lot with some mental health bumps I was going through, focusing on my studies and stuff like that. And then around COVID time, I was like everyone impacted pretty much with, you know, mental health, having to stay inside. All my plans were kind of shifted and I had uh, to find a way to work and make money. So I started writing blogs for Homegrown Cannabis Co., which is like a, like, blog and seed company and I really just had very basic experience writing but I was and same with cannabis as well so it was a lot of heavy research I was doing to write these blog articles and I was really teaching myself as I went along and that just kind of opened the the door for me asking all these questions and wanting to learn more about the plant and I just started to realize it's more than just like making me get the munchies and every now and then (laughs) right yeah I have a very similar experience I feel like a lot of people involved in the industry like kind of have similar stories I just had a podcast with Stephen Post from Last Prisoner Project and same thing like around 16 years old I feel like is the general like experimental phase especially like our, our age group I think you know back then it was still way more stigmatized than it is now we had these certain outlooks on it and for me you know, when I indulged, I, I got caught with it. My parents reprimanded me as they should. Uh, it was an illegal plant that we were smoking. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I, down the line, like a month later, I found out that they smoked it with my aunt and uncle. But for me, the feeling I liked when I originally smoked it is like I had ADHD 
I have ADHD and I think unknowingly it like helped with those those issues like at a young age and then like you as I got older I mean I didn't stop smoking but I realized that there was like way more to the plant than just like like you said, like munchies and, and just like getting super stoned. <laughs> Although yeah. that's still fun. I think that, you know, there's way more to it than just, you know, like recreationally, like even if you're smoking recreationally, you're still smoking medically. No matter. Yeah, exactly. There's so many layers to it. And I think for so long, I really just saw cannabis from like one perspective I had you know, mm-hmm. just being grown up. And I did actually, my parents later on, now they ask me to get weed for them. <laughs> so it's a very full circle moment. <laughs> yeah. Right. But it just, for so long, I only saw it through what I had known, which was really not that much. So just being able to work in a different angle and having to read and write about it really just helped me realize like it's just utilized for so much and even before it was known as an illegal plant and had this huge terrible stigma around it it was used in like ancient times for so many different reasons and ways hemp too so it's I just get really like nerdy about it (laughs) Uh, yeah me too I mean and I I like value your education on it because you dive hard into research and when I was in college, I actually like, I hated taking tests. I'm not a test taker, but I loved writing. I loved writing and I loved research. I actually was like, I did poems and stuff like growing up. I was like Aww. that lesbian on Tumblr who like, <laughs> oh yeah, poems and like was super depressed smoking my weed. I liked writing, but like I never, the avenue I took, like I did PR for a little bit. And then once I got involved with Puff, I did do research in the beginning, but I kind of went in the designer route, but you kind of, you're kind of like doing everything, huh? Yeah, I am. So I started with the blog writing around COVID times. And then around that same time, I started just playing around, teaching myself Photoshop Mm -hmm. because I was so bored. And also during COVID, I'm smoking a lot of weed, right? (laughs) So, So it just gave me like my laptop and some weed. And I was just like, playing around on Photoshop and I wanted to just be able to express what I was learning and writing about in a more colorful way, especially I'm a visual person and I wanted to just be able to share like the knowledge of what I'm learning in a like colorful collage type way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think like that a lot of cannabis users are visual people and I think that there's such a lack of education for those outside of the industry. And I, I, I know I repeat myself in a lot of the podcasts, but I think it's important to just like keep talking about it because a lot of people, even inside the industry, I feel like are uneducated, but even more so outside the industry. And it's hard, especially with social media, I'm sure you know, like, and marketing when it comes to cannabis, it's hard for us to get the education out there. So I feel like visually, that's a great way to kind of catch people's attention, especially because I feel like attention spans are, everybody has ADHD now. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it's like 20 seconds. Thing. <laughs> but I actually also, when I started with Puff, I mean, I did Photoshop and video editing in like high school and college, but I never like thought I'd do design for a living. And I actually, when we started Puff Creative, started expressing myself that way too. Um, I think that it's like my favorite form of expression, especially in the cannabis industry and just, 
kind of moving people in that way. So you started Bitchy Hippie, which is a Instagram account for your design work that you're doing. How do you want to impact people with this account? So Bitchy Hippie started as an outlet for what I was creating and just kind of to Some put my it. work out there. Yeah. And it's honestly like even in the course of the past two years, it's grown into just a place for me to take what I'm learning or information about cannabis or what I think is an important conversation we need to have about this plant. And I just put it into like a, a fun graphic or collage. So it really just started out, out of me just like taking facts and making it fun, mm -hmm. uh, a fun visual for us on social media. And then the name Bitchy Hippie, I played around with so many names and I guess like the backstory for that is, okay, and to be honest, I went to, before high school, I went to like this kindergarten through eighth grade school that I was, it was like in nature. We spent a lot of time oh. outside. We had gardening class. We were learning how to compost. Very hippie childhood. <laughs> very hippie, very hippie. And Love so it. by the time I got to high school, I didn't know a lot of people <laughs> because yeah everyone went to like public schools but I remember this girl that was not very nice to me sometimes but she, she threw away a water bottle and she didn't recycle it and the recycling can was right there so I said you have to recycle that and she called me a bitchy hippie and, like, and at the time at the time I was like wow that's kind of rude and then I thought about it later on and I don't yeah so it just came to me in, in a high thought and I was like I'm gonna make this into my art brand and I'll bitch to people about breaking the negative stigma of cannabis. Yeah. Why, why not own it? I mean, like, yeah, hell like bitchy hippie, like that's better than a lot of other things. <laughs> I actually grew up, my mom was like a master gardener growing up. So I kind of like grew up in nature too, with like plants and gardens. And I could see a correlation as to why we kind of love cannabis too because yeah right you know like it's it's one with nature you know when you smoke it and you know where it comes from and stuff speaking of you are going to be working on a cannabis farm this summer yeah so yeah I guess my like nature school preparation is coming in handy <laughs> I got okay so I am getting certified to be a ganjie right now which is a certification course from Greenflower. And I'm going through like cannabis education, the science, the cultivation. And the goal of that is to train and educate and inform re retail staff and other members of the industry, as well as consumers, and mostly people who are new to cannabis and are looking for that information. So it's, it's a super extensive course and I'm learning a bunch. So with that, I happen to be online, not, it was honestly like, two, three weeks ago, I saw a listing for a cannabis farm position with Swami Selects and they're in Mendocino County of Northern California. And he actually is one of my instructors in my Gangier course. So I reached oh, out to him and I said, I'm coming up because we have to take a live training portion in Humboldt County. And, you know, so I connected with them and they offered me a position to help for the season. So I'm, I missed the, the, the germination for the seeds but yeah I'll be going up in four days honestly oh my and God, I'm so that's <laughs> yeah so I'm gonna be there till we harvest and I'm just so excited to I've been reading and writing for a very long time about the cultivation of cannabis and I've tried to grow a few of my own but it's not the same in like my closet you know right. so 
I'm very excited to like get my hands dirty and be outside and one of the plants. Yes, like really immerse myself in it. That's amazing. And I'm sure you can take away a lot from that once you come back within like Bitchy Hippie and Puff Creative, like just educating everybody on the plant. Have you been to a farm before? So not a cannabis farm. I've been to like indoor facilities for company I work with, but no, not a farm. So yeah. I actually haven't used an outdoor farm either. I think I've just been to like one dispensary one. I really wanted to go to Pot Zero, but that never happened. (laughs) Yeah. So I work with a company right now also that they're called Geomat and they're an environmental company that got into the cannabis space not too long ago. And I started writing with them as well. And they create systems that anything washed on the unit is the water is recycled and reused. Amazing. So yeah, so it's really benefiting greenhouses and indoor facilities in that sense right now, especially places where the drought is like intense and water scarcity is real and (laughs) climate change. So it's been interesting to see the indoor facilities and how they cultivate in the whole operation they run. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's like, I mean, I'm sure through all of your research, you've probably seen a lot of change within the industry, like cultivation wise, but like just in general, I feel like, I mean, with my five years in the industry, I've seen a lot of change without as much research as you. What's the biggest change in cannabis you feel like has happened, you know, through your research or, or the best information that you've obtained through, you know, your time researching cannabis? Something I've I've been realizing and has been reiterated a lot in the Gangier course I'm taking is the like the subject of quality cannabis. And I feel like a lot of companies have the best flower or the best quality, but there's no one answer or like equation to growing the best flower. And I think so whether it be indoor, outdoor, there's no like right lighting, there's no like right soil or medium or nutrients. It's really like, it's, it's going to work different for everyone the same way that the cannabis plant works and benefits us differently in itself. So that's something I've learned that is helpful because a lot of, I feel like a lot of times we just expect like, oh, it's grown here or it's, this is strain has high THC. So it's going to be great quality, but there's a lot of other factors that go into it besides like the, the cannabinoid content or what like operation systems were used. Right. Yeah. I, I just was having a conversation with um, Joey on, on one of my last podcasts and he made a note about that, that, you know, THC percentage isn't everything. Like, it honestly should be like, in my opinion, like the last thing you look at, because just getting like high isn't the only benefit of the plant. Like there's so much that's involved within it. And that's like really amazing what you said. I I never really thought of it that way, that the way that the plant is grown is similar to like the effects of it is similar to just like, a person and how a plant affects them like we're all different and yeah exactly and that it's like it goes into like the conversation of like alcohol I always refer back to this but you know liquor like vodka and tequila like they all can be made different by a different brand right and they right. they have different effects but they're still tequila <laughs> like and then yeah. the person consumes it 
you know, like you might be on the floor and I might be like perfectly fine after a certain amount of shots, but that's just dependent on like the people we are. So there's like a lot that's involved with cannabis and a lot that we don't know yet. And that's why education is like so, so, so important. I think it is so important. And I've had so many conversations with friends over the years about weed and how it has affected us differently. And I know I have friends that choose not to smoke as often because of the anxious feelings it gives them. But then I have friends that choose to smoke more often because it relieves that feeling, you know? So that like exploring how it affects everyone and why is just, it's really like just been like the motivation behind not only Bitchy Hippie, but Gangier and every like little ounce of information I could soak up because I just want to fully understand the plant and be able to explain it in a way to people so we don't just think it's weed that can like make us hungry and giggle. And that's like a conversation that's literally again come up in every conversation that I've had on the podcast and with friends myself. I'm gonna, I'm gonna repeat something that I've said multiple times. But last night, for example, we were at a me and my girlfriend were at a 420 show and we we're hanging out with this kid that we know and he had a joint and I'm smoking it and probably had two hits and I'm like I'm good like that's it like I know my limit I know when I'm starting to like exceed it and I'm someone who struggles with um, mental health I struggle with ADHD I I struggle with PTSD anxiety all of that stuff and I think prior to kind of coming into that I would smoke and think it was the weed or the plant and I'm like well maybe I just can't handle it anymore maybe I shouldn't smoke anymore it makes me feel this way but it's kind of the opposite my brain makes me feel this way the plant can relieve all of those symptoms but if you overindulge you're gonna get paranoid you're gonna get anxious because cannabis allows us to open parts of our brains that we we don't normally open without it and when you open it up and you smoke and you have all these things in your subconscious they start to, like, you start to evaluate and analyze your mind and your thoughts. And that could bring up things that make Mm -hmm. you anxious and make you paranoid. It's not the plan. It's what's already going on within your body. And to really understand that and to be one with your mental health and on the side, work on your mental health and make sure that you're in a good place that if you want to overindulge, you can, or like setting yourself up to you know, find a specific strain or edible or ways of consumption that's best for you. And I think that people who don't really understand that dive into it and they smoke and they're like, well, I get way too paranoid. I used to love smoking. Now I hate it. I think it's, yeah, it doesn't help me at all. And then we yeah. sound like a bitchy hippie. <laughs> like, <being> like, <laughs> like, well, well, <laughs> let exactly. me, but it's important. I think, I think that people like we'll give a shift for it but like at the end of the day they're like oh that kind of makes sense you know like it it yeah it's just about like having the conversations and we all need to find our balance right like let's be real when I when I first started like drinking alcohol I I didn't know what I was doing you know I didn't know like my limit I didn't know what I didn't know that tequila will make me feel different than like just having a few beers or something you know so the same is about cannabis. And I think just like us not having federal legalization and then the negative stigma around it is just kind of 
making it difficult for people to feel comfortable to have these conversations mm -hmm. yeah and and to really feel open to like explore and experiment because cannabis really has like impacted my mental health and i i think that is what really got me down this road to begin with i think that I was using it before I truly realized how it was benefiting me. And mm -hmm. then, and of course, like I was in therapy for a while and I was always very open about my cannabis use um, to my therapist. And I was at first very anxious about using it as a crutch or something that will kind of like cover the issue, but not fully heal what the, the issues I had going on, you know? Yeah. So I think that's also just something that if we talked about it more and shared these personal experiences, we'll know that it's, it really can be beneficial. And it's not just like, it doesn't have to be abused. Right. Yeah, exactly. And going back, like when, um, what you said about alcohol, like when I was, I think like, I don't know, I had to be like 15 and my sister was like 19. My parents sat us down at the table and a lot of like European families do this because they, you know, people, their kids drink wine at, at dinner. And my parents sat us down and they had shot glasses, they had red solo cups. And they're like, listen, we're not telling you to drink. We don't want you to, but you're teenagers and it's going to happen. And if you're going to do it, we want you to know how to do it the right way. This is what a shot is. This is what, this is this type of alcohol. This is this. And I think we need to do the same thing with cannabis. Obviously cannabis yeah. is like, crazy intense with all the different stuff that's involved yeah there. especially because we don't know everything but I think it is important to have those conversations and especially like with mental health I realize in in like the past like four months I've come to terms with having trauma and I for so long I'd be out and then all of a sudden I'd start disassociating and having triggers and I never realized what it was and when those were happening my social anxiety would start to increase and my crutch was always weed. But what's unfortunate about that is when I'd feel this way, I would smoke so I wouldn't be anxious, but my PTSD would kind of like override it. And then I would mm -hmm. keep smoking and then that would enhance my social anxiety. And I did the opposite effect and I'd get really upset because I'm like, I love weed, but I feel like because I'm going through these things or I'm having these feelings and thoughts, like this is why, because I'm smoking too much right. and it's bringing these things up. But at the end of the day, like these things are inside me and I have to face them. And if I want to consume, I have to realize throughout my life, we kind of have to adjust our consumption according to like what we're going through and kind of align them so it's not doing the opposite of what we want yeah no exactly like it, you have to like remind yourself of the intention or reason for smoking you know yeah. I try not to think like I try not to be habitual about it like oh it's it's not I don't I'm not high right now <laughs> let me go take yeah. a hit but more like even now I feel like I was going through something a few months ago a breakup it was sad and I just knew I needed to like cry and listen to music. And I, mm -hmm. I smoked and I just like, it was also just like a good release, you know, and, right. but I knew that my intention for sitting down and like hitting my bong was to just like let yeah. out these feelings I had. Yeah. Yeah. And Instead of masking then, them. Yeah. And then moving forward when I got like 
when I was out with friends or got a little high, I felt like I got that off my chest in a way. So I, it, it wasn't as suppressed, you know? So, right. yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, like I used to back when I was living at home, I used to suppress a lot of things. I was miserable at my job. I would get back from like a two hour bus ride. I'd go to the, the quick stop. I would buy a six pack. I would buy two blunt wraps. I would roll myself two blunts. I would drink my six pack and smoke myself into oblivion, wake up and restart my day. And it was miserable. And I was masking everything that was going inside. And although like, I wish, you know, back then I was able to approach it better. Like I, I have been now, I'm kind of grateful for that experience because it made me realize that masking what's going on mentally inside is just going to prolong the issues and yes. using yeah. cannabis to open that up. And like, even with other drugs, psychedelics, like when you're going into something, even drinking, when you're going into something that's going to alter your mental state and even your physical state, you need to go into it with intention, like you mentioned, and make sure that you're aligned with your intention, even if it's like what you said, like you need to go in and you need to cry and be able to look at it at, at a different perspective. Or for me, facing trauma and triggers and being able to heal myself. And sometimes in those situations, maybe smoking isn't the right answer. Right. Yeah. And maybe sometimes you just have to sit with yourself. It's just like finding that balance mm -hmm. of, of it all, you know? Yeah. Do you feel like you have a good flow now or do you feel like you have a balanced, what's, what do we say? Like habit pattern? Yeah, I guess habit or like, yeah, habit of consumption. I think so. Yeah. I think that I have my moments, you know, mm -hmm. my triggers have been less. So it allows me to indulge a little bit more. I'd say sometimes I overdo it and I'll get in my headspace. And again, like we also have to realize like when that happens and we overindulge and we get paranoid like it's not the end of the world it will be yes. okay yeah. <laughs> we, we can you know like sit back drink water also like sit with those thoughts and paranoia and like why am I having these thoughts so that's something that I've been working on too with like my therapist and being able to work on like cognitive thoughts and why I feel this way when this happens and I think that I've I have a good balance I realize for myself honestly, like the combination of like cannabis and coffee. And if I keep them like minimal together, yeah, for me. Joey, who I had on my podcast, he, he makes infused coffee and CBD and THC. I want to try it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and he brews it himself, which is really, really, really cool. But I think that I've come to a way better spot with cannabis and my mental health. And it like, makes me happy to share it with other people and break stigmas and have conversations like you are because, and they might be uncomfortable for people, but you know what, like with time and growth, the things are going to be uncomfortable because it's change, but change is important. Yeah. And yeah. And so as discomfort, yeah. I feel like uncomfortable is good sometimes, you know? Yeah. And cannabis is like, I've, I feel like I've seen the conversation shift. It's not as weird or taboo to talk about, right? Or at least maybe for us, we have that perspective because we're in the industry. So we're with people that smoke or talk about it all the time, right? right? So it's been interesting. Like, I'm just thinking 
I think it was the last big holiday I went to like a family party and there was some like of my aunts and uncles pulled me aside like all all different and they're like hey so why do I feel so anxious when I smoke and I'm like okay like yeah and then someone was like like what's gonna put me to sleep and like and they're asking these questions but it what was so funny to me is how it was so secret and they were like whispering like I got high the other day but I was so like anxious and you know so it's like a step in the right direction yeah you know it was a different generation too but I just it's think it's, yeah yeah I was I <laughs> was like, like you, you like, can oh. ask me anything <laughs> yeah <laughs> I actually have this thing with my uncle they've been stoners like forever like my whole family low-key is a bunch of stoners but whenever we see each other now we like gift each other like like weed or like edibles like he'll open the door and he has like a little package for me and like we like trade off oh that's um, cool <laughs> yeah. and like same thing like now I'm like the cousin that comes in and they're like so where's our weed? I'm like, what the hell? Like, why do I have to be the one that has all the weed? But yeah, I think, I think people are are starting to realize the benefits of it, and there's like way less stigmas. I just think that the federal outlook on it and the restrictions on us on digital marketing and social media. They're yeah, not, I'm over that. <laughs> tell me about it it's absurd but you know with conversations like we're having and research that you're doing I think that's what's pushing all this change so you know thank you for all that you do with Puff Creative and with you know your personal ventures like it's it's much appreciated it's needed in this world I love connecting with you and love having you on the team we definitely have to get out to like a festival together yeah that would be so fun I want there to be I don't know. There just needs to be like a fun weed festival. Or something. I know. I think there was like one or two that happened, but I, I don't think it was like weed people. I think it was just festival goers who. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, that's the one place that I know I can go to a festival and there's no stigma of True. weed. For sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, there's always weed. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on this podcast with me. I think that there was a lot of good conversation and I can't wait to share it with everybody and to to share your social media and hopefully see are you allowed to at the farm like share your like what's going I, on I'm expecting to so let's <laughs> <laughs> hope so, I'll send you updates okay cool yeah definitely yeah. be watching out for that yeah, thank you for having this show it's been really fun to listen and it's just it's like we've said it's good to have these talks so thank you so much. Oh yeah, thank you. I appreciate yeah. you being on. And yeah, if if we can, you know, change the mind of one person or educate one person, that's enough for me. Yes, that's <laughs> what matters. Well, thank you so much. Look forward to working with you further and, and seeing your progress. Yes, same to you. Thank you, Katie.